It's time now for 15 Minutes of Faith, practical application of God's timeless truth for today, with your host, me, Pastor Jeremy Byler of Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, Michigan. So let's get started with 15 Minutes of Faith. Good afternoon and welcome to 15 Minutes of Faith. I am your host, Pastor Jeremy Byler of Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, Michigan. I'm so glad you are joining us today. Today marks the first of what I pray will be many moments that we have together, simply getting into the Word of God, digging out the precious promises and truths that He has for us, and most importantly, applying it to our lives. And that's what's key. Many of us may know the Bible, Many of us may have a common knowledge of God's Word, but without application, we won't see any growth in our Christian lives. And that's my burden for this program, and that's my burden for you, the listener, is that whatever it is we come across, whether it be a story of faith submitted by you, the listener, that you want to share as a testimony of trust in God and the way that He miraculously came through for your life and you want to share it with others to be an inspiration to others or whether we're just diving into the word and getting an understanding of what it means and taking that meaning and putting that seed of the word in our hearts so that we can have the application of the word in our lives so that we can grow in the knowledge of Christ. You see the Apostle Paul was a man that was zealous of the scriptures when he was known as Saul of Tarsus. He knew the law. Many would say that he had the biblical equivalent or the worldly equivalent of many Ph.D. degrees in the knowledge of the Old Testament and the Law and the Prophets is what they called it back then. But yet, when Saul of Tarsus was wreaking havoc among among the church and was heading down to Damascus Road, and the voice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ cried out, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? The first words out of his mouth were, Lord, who art thou? Later on, as he did become the Apostle Paul, he even stated that his desire was that I may know him. And that's what's key, is getting to understand who God is. We will never know him in his entirety, but it's our job and it's our goal to develop a relationship with him. You see, without a relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, without a relationship with God, it is just empty and shallow religion. And that relationship begins with demonstrating faith. So let's get into it today. If you have your Bible, I would ask you to turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Many call this the hall of faith. Hebrews chapter 11 is this is going to be our foundation of where we begin our 15 minutes of faith. Again, 15 minutes of faith has just demonstrated that all it takes is a little a little bit of faith to help us get and move forward in each and every one of our daily lives. It doesn't take much. It's not anything on our end. It's everything on God's end. It's just putting our faith and trust in Him. As we see in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1, it says, Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We'll stop right there for a moment and Verse number 1 of Hebrews chapter 11, it says, Faith, faith is the conviction, it is the belief, it is the foundation, it is the understanding, 
It is being convinced of who God is, that he is the creator of all things, and that also goes to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that he is the Savior, he is the Messiah, he is the one that taketh away the sin of the world. Our faith is the substance. We see that our faith has substance of what? Of things hoped for. When you see the word hope in the Bible, understand that it's not hope as the way the world tries to describe it to us. It's not hope as though I say, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow, or I hope it's nice and sunny this weekend because I have plans to do this or that, and that we just kind of walk along and we hope and not really knowing uh, whether or not what we hope for is going to come to be. No, biblical hope is the confident expectation that things will come to pass. So when you see hope in the Bible, look at it in Bible terms in, in, a, in regards to the fact that it is something that is true, it is something that is right, it is something that will come to be. And that faith is the substance of our hope. The hope that Jesus Christ died for sinners. The hope that God is the creator of the world. The hope that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. The hope that Jesus did rise again in the hope that Jesus will return because God's word says so. Our faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, things that have not come to fruition yet, but we know that they will. This is backed up in verse number 3 of Hebrews chapter 11 where it says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by what? By the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Our faith and our hope is in the fact of who God is and who God says he is through what? Through his word. Furthermore, as we continue in Hebrews chapter 11, if we look at verse 6, it says, but without what? Without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Coming to the honest expectation and the confident expectation of who God is and that he is who he says he is as we demonstrate our faith in him. And we have a great demonstration of faith right before our eyes in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. Now I know Hebrews 11 is known as the hall of faith, but this is the one I want us to focus on today as we practice our 15 minutes of faith. Where in verse number 7 it says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. I know familiarity breeds contempt, and sometimes we get a little too familiar with Bible stories, and we kind of gloss over them and understand what's going on, but we really need to look at the context of what Noah went through in preparing the ark. You have to understand that at the time when God had called Noah to build the ark, as it says there in verse number 7, he being warned of God of what? Of things not seen as yet. Noah had not seen rain. The world at that time was watered or, or moisturized, I guess, by a firmament. It was an expanse of water above and below that watered the vegetation and gave them the, the sustenance they needed. There was no rain at that time, and God told Noah that it would rain, and that he needed to prepare an ark. Today's man's logic, if we needed somewhere to house a bunch of animals, we would build a barn. It would be no different at that time, but Noah was moved by fear, and he was moved by faith, 
and he made the ark. The other thing we fail to realize is that it took Noah over a hundred years to build that ark. He was moved by faith throughout those 100 years. We have to remember that at that time in the world, that man's thoughts were evil continually, and the world was filled with violence. And Noah remained faithful to the building of the ark and to the saving of his household and ultimately the saving of the world, as he was the only righteous remnant found at that time. He was the only one that God saw and, and found grace in the sight of the Lord and God gave him that commandment, and Noah was moved by faith. Some of us may be thinking today, well, that sounds all great, but I'm no Noah. But the beauty of faith is, is you don't have to be. Again, the faith wasn't found in Noah. It was found in God. Noah was only able to be used of the Lord in that wonderful way because of his faith in God. And that's the same for you and me. It's not as though we need to be some tremendous uh, demonstration of faith and that it's in our power. It's, if, if you're thinking that way, you've got it wrong. You cannot do it. It's about trusting in the Lord. With Noah, it was about waking up each and every morning and saying, Lord, what wouldst thou have me to do? And the Lord would tell Noah, we're still building the ark. Have you cut down all the trees? Do you have enough boards? Have you taken stock of, of the animals that you're going to load in? Have you looked at your plans? Have you planted more trees uh, for more cutting down? Are your sons helping you? Have you talked to your sons? Have you talked to your wife? Have you talked to your family today? All those little things, and that's really what it is for each and every one of us. It's doing the little things each and every day. And that's how we can have that demonstration of great faith. It's waking up in the morning and just asking that simple question, Lord, what wouldst thou have me to do? And listening for that still, small voice. And we do that through the reading of his word. We do that through prayer. By going unto his word and listening to what God has to say to us as we pray unto him, and the Holy Spirit gives us utterance and helps us to pray and tells us how to communicate with God and just seals these things in our hearts. And as we know, as the Lord moves and as the Lord guides us, we obey. This is the conclusion of the whole matter, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man, as the book of Ecclesiastes tells us. Just waking up each and every day and deciding, God, I'm going to trust you more than any circumstance I'm going to face today. Now you'll learn as we go forward with 15 minutes of faith and the many testimonies we'll have and stories we'll share from people inside and outside of the Bible that sometimes we do have to trust in God and that's all we have. Again, Noah was a man found in a world filled with violence, but still remained faithful. We are fortunate enough to have fellow Christians surrounding us, and if not, if you're not finding yourself surrounded by Christians, I would encourage you to go somewhere where they are. And for us, you can find plenty of Christians at Harvest Baptist Church in Bay City, which is where we're at. We're located on Salzburg Avenue in Bay City. Some of us know us as the Church with the Sign. Uh, we have a sign out there that our teen boys put clever sayings out there, and I've received many compliments and, and chuckles at what they put up there. But again, it's just one thing that uh, the people of Harvest Baptist Church do in serving the Lord, and that's what we look to do. It's just, just to serve God, to love Him, and to love others. And I'd encourage you to come join us if you don't have anywhere else to go. Come to Harvest Baptist Church, 710 Salzburg Avenue in Bay City. Come on out. I'd love to see you. 
I'd love to minister unto you, and I'd love to encourage you and help you as you go along in your life and just seek the area where you're seeking God's face. In the meantime, feel free to check us out on Facebook and YouTube. All you need to do is look up Harvest Baptist Bay City. Look that up, and you will get to see some of the services that we have. We also have a live stream available where you can tune in remotely before you even set foot in the door and see what we're all about. Great time, great fellowship, great music that we have at Harvest Baptist Bay City. We'd love for you to join us. Also, I was wondering if you could help me out today. I'm looking for your stories, your testimonies of demonstrations of good faith. And we can use them here on this program, and I'd love to read them over the air so that you and your testimony and praise to God could be an encouragement to others. So if you could do that, feel free to write them down and mail them in to Harvest Baptist Church, 710 Salzburg Avenue, Bay City, Michigan, 48706. 710 Salzburg Avenue, Bay City, Michigan, 48706. Or you could email them to us at harvestbaptistbc at yahoo.com. harvestbaptistbc at yahoo.com. As the testimonies and stories come in, uh, we will use them on the air and find the biblical application of that demonstration of faith. And who knows, your testimony could be an encouragement to someone else and could help them overcome a struggle, could help them see victory in their Christian life today. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I pray it was a blessing for you. And I look forward to spending more time with you next week as we dive into God's Word and look at people inside and outside the Bible and see where we can apply God's truths to our lives. In the meantime, I would encourage you to keep your eyes on Christ, keep looking for Him in each and everything that you do. Seek His face, get in the Word, pray unto Him, be obedient unto Him, and share those testimonies with others. Our testimonies are a wonderful way to give a practical application of what God is doing in our lives, and it will be an encouragement unto others. So keep your eyes on Christ, testify and glorify Him today, and encourage others. Until then, see you next week.